Welcome everyone to the Deep Dive, the podcast that skips small talk and goes straight for the concepts that shape our thinking and behavior. In this podcast, cold expertise is defenestrated as warm philosophy is enthroned in an attempt to explore the field in which we're all scientists looking for answers, living well. Welcome to another episode of The Deep Dive with Eyal Shai. I'm joined today by Simon Oller. Hi, Simon. Hi, yeah. Nice to see you. Uh, I, I think the other people don't see you, but I see you, so that's nice. And uh, <laughs> yes. thanks for inviting me. Thank you for coming on. Um, I'm looking forward to it a lot. And, you know, I invited you here today and we met briefly in both uh, public space and a little bit before this podcast. And we decided to talk about uh, a concept which you came up with, a kind of a geographical uh, metaphor for our um, internal relationships with ourselves and what we do and so on. Of course, I'll let you um, introduce it better. And it is called The Village. So um, you have published a series of articles on it that can also be heard as a podcast. And I absolutely uh, loved it and really liked it. And the first question would be, before we get on to describing the village itself, is um, asking you, what were the developments in your life and your internal developments that have kind of shifted your attention to something? Like, where did you notice a need for that sort of thing to come up in your life and hold on to? Right. I'll tell you a bit of my stories. Uh, I'm, I used to work at Twitch. That was my career, my kind of high profile career. I think many people that are in the, in the place where we met on Twitter, uh, roughly speaking, are mm, dropouts. I get a feeling at least. Maybe I'm just projecting. But um, I had a very cool career at Twitch in my early 20s from 22 to uh, 20 yeah six seven and I'm 30 now and well that was just great I it was my dream job I like gunned for it with my study choice I had some friends there I used to be a Starcraft 2 commentator and that's um why I really fell in love with Twitch and video game broadcasting and the idea of like creator economy before it was a word. And yeah, that was really, really fantastic. And um, was my first career job gig. And as a kid or a young person, it was amazing to, to get a task and to be good at it was just fantastic. I was like, wow, you know, and they're like, wow, you're really good. And I'm like, wow, yeah, I am really good, right? <laughs> wow, you know. And um, uh, my job was partnerships manager. So I basically my job was, I always said jokingly um, when I was tired of describing my career in like orderly terms, I, I said, uh, I, I just make friends. It's my job, you know. And I think I was always kind of good at that. And I also educated myself a bit on that through some literature, some books, 
I really enjoyed reading How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, the other day I saw it pop up on the timeline and uh, somebody said, how to win friends and be a sociopath. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, but for me, the book was great, even though it's a bit old timey. It helped me understand. It was at a time where I was confused about uh, whether you had to be an asshole. Can I swear here? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, that's great. Um, well, whether I had to be like an asshole to have like some impact with people, you know, because I grew up as one of the nice guys, nice kids, soft men, whatever you want to call it. Um, and and so that helped me a lot to get a sense of, hey, you can just be really awesome and nice to people and there that will work. And I was like, well, great. I have that in me. And then I went to Twitch and it was my job to, you know, acquire content creators for the platform. I was just really nice and to everybody but i was also firm i was a bit like a mayor uh, in that particular village and uh, you know kept order as well so i discovered a bit of firmness in me as well so that's a that's the that's that story in short and um yeah you know i had my dream job for my age i was feeling very well compensated monetarily and i was like well that's great isn't it And then the, a little voice rose up in me and it's like, well, but is it? And I said, yes, isn't it? <laughs> and then the voice said, well, you know, what's your life like? I said, well, I'm in London. The voice was like, how do you like that? I'm like, not very much, to be honest. Where would you rather be? Berlin, maybe, or closer to my family, you know, what's just this internal dialogue cropping up. It's like, how do you spend your day in an office most of the time? Can you spend it elsewhere? Yeah, if I'm traveling for work, you know, and this dialogue just was like, <laughs> well, things aren't that great. And then the part of me that uh, manages the money was like, but guys, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> We have everything here. And then all the other people were like, Well, money man, how about you'll be quiet for a moment and um, we'll just take all the money that we made and uh, take a little sabbatical and uh, see how that goes. And so I went into uh, 2019, basically. At the end of 18, I quit Twitch. I uh, steered the ship into a safe harbor, um, hired some people because I was alone in that position for a way too long time hired some people there uh, so it was stable right and um, then I, I took off and uh, from then on I ran the experiment of you know the meme like well how do you um, what what would you do if you had all the money in the world right Now, right that's a question that people mm -hmm. ask on inspiring street interviews <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, let me actually try that because I have uh, more money than I could ever think I'd have. Let me just spend that on time for a while. Okay, and that's basically how, how I got here. That was 2019. So I've been in that space for um, about three years now. And I've just been thinking a lot about life, work, values, priorities, philosophies, what's important to me, um, what's the essence of my being what the what's the purpose of my being and um so on and so forth and 
took yeah. many roads and and that's roughly the answer i think to how did you come up with the village because i've always been trying to come up with systems by which i can live my life for that year and um yeah that was the so that I, was what i came up with at the end of last year yeah yeah and yeah i'd like so I'm I'm anxious to to get to talking about or excited to get to talking about uh, the village, but because of this life trajectory, you know, there there are certain uh, similarities and dissimilarities between us, but it's almost uncanny um, how we have both ended up in this kind of uh, liminal space of exploration and probing around when there are no answers and no charted path to follow. And I'm very much the same way. So listeners of the podcast might uh, know my story by now, but basically uh, being a tour guide, um, also a, a well-respected high paying job until COVID hit. And then it just throws me into this spin. And I decided to, to take it with stride and take it in stride and, and follow my heart rather than follow like any unskilled job for uh, just paying the bills. And being there. So before we jump into the village, I just, you know, as two people in an uncannily similar situation on at least uh, one level, uh, the money man thing, that is to me has been um, such an interesting experience. You know, it took me over a year to really silence this very strong voice that tells me to, um, to heed the money man and the concept of money and um, get to terms with that. And I'm, I'm wondering if you notice something similar, if it, if it has subsided in fact with time and have you gotten to a point where you were telling yourself and your friends around you that we need to abolish the concept of money um, at all, because that's how I kind of ended up right before I started making money again, which is very recent and it's still the beginnings, but I can tell that it's coming back. And then it, it's also very interesting how it kind of spun me in the other way. Um, so just, just out of curiosity, what, sure. what has that been like for you? Sure. So I would say, um, hmm. I've definitely, ha I definitely have not gotten to a point where, where I said, abolish money or something you know i live in berlin and uh, i have some some of the occupied houses right around the corner who preach anarchism and anti-capitalism and whatnot and i was never into that i just felt it was a pretty easy and um not very smart uh cop out um because i like that game i think um uh i think it's possible to i'm feeling a bit careful here because uh, but i but I, i'll still say what, what i what i think um i might be wrong of course but i feel like it's relatively possible to you know kind of choose your expenses to a degree and then to kind of uh, uh, choose what you want to do um either you're talented or you work hard i think there are probably some doors that are not open to some people um in like harsh uh ways of intellectual like non-capabilities or something mm -hmm. um which i couldn't re <laughs> i couldn't relate to at all no <laughs> like i that, that, and, and i just want to say that because that might be a blind spot so no i wasn't i was never into that dude um but but there is a thing of course where 
um, you wanna, you're thinking, well, maybe we shouldn't measure everything by money. I think so. One of the one of my philosophies that I've been thinking about is size of life, and um, that's uh, that's also going to be like my the the last uh, interintellect salon in the series. It's going to be at the end of April, uh, of uh, living well and thinking big. And there, I think it's good to choose your size, and your size can be described in a way pretty well by money, like the size of your life, the expanse, so to speak. Um, and uh, yeah, so I always felt around that, that choosing is pretty possible. Um, and we can get deeper in the, into that if you want to. And what happened to me and my relationship with the money man inside of me is I definitely wanted to challenge him. I wanted to say, well, it was a good, good time when the curve went up the net worth. Mm-hmm. And then let's see, let's, let's, let's go down. Let's see what happens, right? Controlled. Let's go down controlledly. How is that? And I can tell you that I never really quieted the voice. I have quieter and louder periods. Um, sometimes the money man sits quietly in his uh, cell in the basement where I locked him. Um, <laughs> and sometimes he rattles his chains and is like, ah, let me out. <laughs> and so... Um, I'm, I'm, I definitely, he's definitely big and it's not easy to contain him. And I'm slowly like, he's out now. He's out now. I, I need to, um, it's important to me to be able to, to live freely and money for me is a part of that. And also to provide, you know, I'm not a consumerist. Like I don't buy shoes all the time and stuff like that. I buy like nice tools and I buy nice food and I want to give money to somebody who needs it who's close to me and yeah so so it's time now but it was good to lock him away for a while you know what yeah I mean? yeah yeah I, I, yeah how do you how was it for you, you yeah that's yeah. that's such a good way of putting it um him rattling his chains i love it i love the metaphor um yeah for me well the interesting thing for me about it is that you know, as soon as I was able to, and it's it's not it wasn't about me like silencing him, right? Like shooting him in the head and, and shucking him in the river. Um, it oh, was never part about of your team. He's your friend too, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. and um, and but but it is interesting that you know for for those times when when the money man is is shouting at you it's really hard to create anything very good artistically. Like it, it is interesting that in, in my experience, it is really, um, it, it can destroy the quality of your work. It can contaminate your, uh, your flow. Even, even if because you think about what you do in terms of popularity, because we know that usually popularity equals income when it comes to creative pursuits. But popularity, yeah. of course, tends to um, to come to things that are um, oversimplified, that are maybe kind of um, either very rare and almost um, it's just kind of luck how things become popular sometimes, you know, being in the right place at the right time. 
And then some things can be popular because they ride on that wave and that goes away very quickly if you're just uh, being a copycat of something else that's that's going for now. Um, so that was just a really interesting uh, link for me seeing that it was very freeing artistically not to have the, the money man uh, shouting at me. Um, yeah, and I'm just um, I'm just really interesting, uh, really interested to see if it will somehow connect uh, to other things that are going to to come up now in our in our um, conversation about the the village so in terms of the village do you know to say uh, do you know how to say where the seed was sown the first let's say the the seed in the in the garden or how did you come upon the lush area where in your mind you started envisioning uh a village uh, developing around. Well phrased, my friend, well phrased. <laughs> okay, let's see. So last year was a big one for me, man. 21. <clears throat> I uh, had a change in life at the beginning of the year. Um, and uh, well, basically break up, move back into my, my own apartment. Um, that's that. And then I was like, okay, right, that that didn't work. Um, that sucked. Let's make it count. You know, let I I I enjoyed so much being with myself again, and it was this real important thing now to enter into a very meaningful relationship with myself. Uh, sounds a bit cliche maybe so maybe worth a bit of explanation okay let me what you what we said about the money man also you know it's a matter of priorities and for some reason for me it was always easier to prioritize others than to prioritize me I think many people feel that way childhood blah 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 we can get into that um, and yeah, I have had this in relationships often. And in a way, I've also had it with um, with my job. So it was a matter of mm. priority. The last thing you said about the money man is like, well, you have to, in your inner hierarchy, or maybe you want to, put like quality and the artist and higher than the money man. And he, the money man or money woman or money, whatever who you're into. Um, <laughs> money demon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or money um, butler, you know, yeah, because yeah. he, uh, need, I'll keep to the he, needs to be uh, ser serving you, right? It's a great service, he says. I go, don't you, don't you want to generate some income? That would be nice. Well, yes, you are actually right. And then it's like he should ask the higher up, which is the creative. It's like, hey, what, what do you want to do? I want you to generate some money with that. What's that? right and that dialogue should be like that if the money man runs the system the system gets corrupt we know this from most parts of the world <laughs> you know and and that's maybe my critique on money um is like yeah put him one level down put him below substance quality and maybe even beauty and then you know and then let's talk about the money and then okay so so that was my the space i was in where i i did the same with my relationship it was like with, with me basically it's like well it's one more time you know another year let's really focus on 
on what's important to you now and what you want to do. And um, yeah, I really became quite uh, quite celibate and by myself and undistracted. And and money, <laughs> money and women in my case, being a man interested in women are not so different. You know, they they're uh-huh. like they they both have a very seductive element. You know, and it's easy to run after um them um and to like throw your life away for good money opportunity or for a good woman opportunity um that happens to many people i feel like i would want to say that that wouldn't happen to me but i would say it definitely did and um okay and and so i would say this kind of centeredness steadiness firmness like the trunk of a tree that's something i was cultivating last year for sure and i've i was reading a lot of twitter and i was enjoying a lot of the farmer types that were cropping up in my uh timeline Mm. um had interesting takes on life i've always been interested in sovereignty and it's just some great romanticism that comes with it I've also gone into my ancestry a bit. Um, I'm originally, uh, uh, my, well, my forefathers on the on my mom's side are Transylvanian Saxons, and um, they are uh, basically an emigrated folk that of German types that lived in Romania and they were farming and schooling there. They were, you know, a kind of a independent. They were they they were huge folk but they were never a part of the area. Mm-hmm. So kind of the home, the village, the community, also the church, that was all very important to them. And, and so that's what's been going through my head last year, resonating with this content I've been seeing with, the, with all the farmer types, with the sovereign types, with the living some backwater types, happy you know eating their own chickens eggs you know and I'm like, the, That's the nice, chop you know? chop wood carry water um yeah philosophy yeah, yeah. of life yeah mm-hmm. and definitely you know i didn't grow up like that i grew up in the village but um not like that um but now i kind of rom- romanticize it and when it was time to plan uh, as i write in the part one my year 2022 and my friend Sebastian, uh, who's part of my crew, who's a, who's a great uh, music producer and uh, musician. We used to play in a band together, We're metal boys. Um, he, um, he did like his bit, you know, I was there with him and he was like figuring out a system, Google Doc, blah, blah. And then I was like, okay, my turn. And then it just dropped on the floor in front of me. I haven't really seen that uh, before, but... It was just time to write and it, or to come up with the system and this metaphor, it just appeared. Um, that's what I came up with. So, and that was the context for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great um, origin story. And um, you know, so much is, I don't want to open a, a can of worms, so to speak here by opening a, a whole new topic, but I see how the whole notion of, of hedonism is creeping in from different angles, because, you know, if, if anything is, uh, if you can abstract anything from um, pleasures of the flesh 
and pleasures of whatever money can buy and other it, it's pleasure basically right and and living life according to whatever uh pleasures are out there that you can chase that's hedonism and also looking back at the chop wood carry water lifestyle of villagers around the world is is almost uh uh as the way i see it is almost also a bit romantic because it touches on asceticism and periods of of needing less right and and um and retreating a bit uh, a bit from this uh life that wants you to to keep expanding and taking up more space also if we look at it from the uh from the money uh perspective right it it needs less and and so on so that could be a topic for a whole other podcast and also i just want to say that uh one of my uh grandparents came from uh satumare in uh, transylvania and his last oh, name and his last name was Spiegel. So apparently Spiegel. We, we also uh, share ancestry. That's cool, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm always excited about that. I also saw uh, scrolling through episodes that you had uh, Patricia on, Budakash, yeah. who uh, I'm meeting later this week in Berlin. So that's exciting, man. There's always a whole, a... Yeah, I'm always into the Romania connection now. There so. you go. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's a reason why we why we end up in the similar uh, space I'm, and and thought yeah. space. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Going going forward with the village, um, yeah, I'd really like you to uh, to kind of start um, taking us through the um, how it was built in in your mind. Where, where is the cornerstone of that? Um, what is the what is the first uh, function that you kind of thought about when approaching this whole um, idea in the village? Or, you know what, if you don't mind uh, before that, can we uh, make explicit kind of the framework behind yeah. it? Like the, the village is, is maybe within a person, am I right? Is, is it an internal village of some sort? Yeah, let's do that. So I'm just kind of looking through my notes at the same time. Um, I think the first question I couldn't even answer really like the cornerstones, but le let me see. I have two things open here. So one is something that other people can read that's on uh, my Substack um, now simon.substack.com, the village part one, there's part one, two, and three. And that outlines the whole thing. The other one is my own notes from that day, right? Where I wrote it down with, with Sebastian. Um, and, uh, okay, I'll, maybe, maybe I can answer the first question, but let's start with the outline. So, mm -hmm. um, the village is made, uh, the village is a symbol of a cyclical, sustainable and peaceful existence for my own life. That's what I wrote down. Um, and it's made from some components. So the components I have here are the man, the house the garden, the field, the shop, and the well. And uh, basically, how these things relate with each other, you can probably see in front of your inner eye. Um, the man lives in the house. The house has a garden. And the house also has a field. Maybe the field is detached from the house, maybe not depending on you and then there's in the so that's of course the estate so to speak and then there's the shop that's uh maybe a tet like street level on the house let's say or maybe it's in this in the village center 
you know, depending on the village. And then, of course, in the middle of the estate, there is the well. And so all, all of these six components serve as um, ways to interact with the world or ways to kind of divide your activity, um, different types of activity to live cyclical and in a balanced manner. And then also what this serves as for me is because my actual life, non-metaphorically, as far as I know, maybe I'm in a pod and we're living in the matrix, but let's <laughs> assume we're here, um, is, uh, is here in my flat that uh, you can see. And I have started to build interfaces in my flat, like certain areas to work and play. And uh, I can kind of map them to these different um, areas of, mm. the, of the village. And so there is a very concrete approach here. And I'll talk in a second about what type of works these things represent. And there's a very concrete approach here um, to actually say, I'm sitting down now for some field work, or now I'm doing some gardening work, or now I, or, or you could, you know, um, put up your Google calendar in different colors and say, well, that's field work, that's gardening, that's that. And so my goal was to be able to discern between my own work. And just to quickly explain what the different things mean to me in short, we can go of deeper. Course. Yeah. Um, the man is roughly me. Um, and of course, uh, and this whole thing, one more note is anybody should be able to make their own. Uh, version of this i had an inter-intellect salon on this and one person made uh described something completely different she had a cave and it, there was a boat uh -huh. and it, it was at the beach and but it was all there right so i i'm as we go through this i encourage you el and also all the listeners to uh, think along with the village but then also think how that doesn't fit them because this mm -hmm. is my shit. This might fit some people, but I don't have this as this is great at works. This idea is great at works. Um, yeah. Right. So I'm the man. And uh, I always ask myself when I wrote the sound, is that component okay? Is it in a good state, right? Is it doing what it's supposed to do? And this has something to do with, you know, health and fitness and my body and my mind. Um. Uh, and the man was okay at the time. So that's good. <laughs> um, and then there's the house. And I kind of defined the house as uh, eating, sleeping, and sanitation as very basic activities. But then, of course, everything starts with the house. Everything starts with the home, as you know. And, yeah. um, and so the house is way more. But the base function of a house is protection, right, from the weather, eating, yes. sleeping, and then also sanitation. Um, and so <laughs> not everybody's got these things down, right? So it's yeah. worth going with the minimum. Um, and then of course, in my real life, all the other interfaces, I don't have a field. I don't have a garden, mm -hmm. I have a balcony with some tomatoes, but that's it are here are in here. Right. So it's in the metaphor, it's separate in real life. Not so much. Um, then we have the garden and the garden is contains a type of work and play 
that um, where I do what I like, yeah, where the man does what he likes, uh, he moves, he plays and cultivates yeah, with his friends, but also shielded from the public. So I can be naked in the garden if I want to, and my friends agree. Um, and um, uh, I can also be naked in my work. I can be trying stupid things, you know, uh, not... Uh, Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's basically um, private and, and protected in the sense that, you know, you can, you can build something out there and choose not to display it or not have, um, yeah, peering eyes judging you for what you've done. Judgment, exactly. Mm -hmm. Tryout space, for mm -hmm. sure. And I, that's what I've been doing a lot last year, a lot of gardening, a lot of playing around, a lot of deciding projects. And then, of course, they might go. And of course, the defining factor here is then the shop. Yeah, because the shop is the interface to the world where it has a till, people come in and they're like, well, that is nice. Um, can I have that? And then you have a you have a monetary exchange or maybe another exchange, a trade. And um, but you can choose to put that on display. Not so with the field, as far as my definition goes. So there's the field. And my big realization when I came up with this last year was the field. And I was like, I'm missing field work. I've been playing all the time, which is mm -hmm. part of my kind of, um, what would I do with all that money? Well, I kind of allowed my inner child this playing and exploration and creative phase that it was missing. Uh, which in my is amazing. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And it's very thankful. It's a lot calmer now. I have to, you know, do a lot less uh, appeasement with, uh, you know, uh, whatever uh, uh, sweets and other uh, substances <laughs> that it was interested in. Right? right. It's like this inner peace that also makes the man okay because the child is not acting up. Mm -hmm. But I was missing the field work, and the field work is. Well, I wrote down the, well, every day the man goes to the field to do his work. Every day the man goes to the field to do his work. The field is vast, a large space for, uh, a great space for large scale cultivation. Yeah. And so I've been feeling this, and that's a bit the money man as well. I've been feeling this, this drag of like, I'm not putting my horsepower to the street or to the plow, let's say in this case. Yeah. Like. I wanted to see what happens if I don't have to work. And what happened was beautiful because I realized that I need to work innately. Yeah. I have work in me that wants to come out. That's my creative force. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that, and that's part in the garden, but then there's also this bit in the field where I just want to um, go and go and go and toil a bit, you know, to, to, at the end of the day, be empty and worked out. Uh, and then the other thing with the field is that it's there, that what I want to grow there and um, plant there uh, is not necessarily for me. The garden is for me, for my joy and for my friends and whatnot. But on the field, I'm thinking like customer-centric, right? What do the people want? Mm -hmm. uh, also and so that brings the field and the shop into a close relationship 
because I want to till the field and work on the field in order to bring that material to the shop and then bring it to the people. And so I want to plant stuff that the people want. So there's a bit of the popularity built in. But again, you know, I've done the gardening before. So a lot of my time is like slotted away into gardening. Right. So that's the danger with the money, man. It's like, well, then you just work and toil on the field for 12 hours. It's like, no, you know, I've, I've in, in higher order, I kind of have my friends and gardening to make sure that I don't fall into that. Um, maybe that will be a negotiation. Maybe I'll have to go to the field a bit more and so on. But so now you can see that there is a bit of a negotiation there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can get into that more deeply. But lastly, the well. And when I first wrote this down, uh, I didn't have the well. And then I talked to my uh, good friend, Louis, who I'm uh, having a project with called Spiritual Mischief, um, which is a podcast. And we're also hosting the seasons along today. Um, so we're working on some spiritual and uh, philosophical topics. And uh, I showed him this and he's like, so where do you get your energy from? I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, there's something missing here. I'm like, what do you mean? And uh, so, the, and this conversation is on my new YouTube actually, because I thought it would be funny to just upload that. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he ta- ta- taught me, told me about the well. He said, you need the well, which is the, goes deep into the ground from where you um, rejuvenate where you yourself. Exactly, where you rejuvenate yourself, where you drink from the source, from the juice, from the spirit, from your innermost, which then makes sure that everything you create is actually tied to you and not some outside-in, worldly, popularity-based thing. Mm-hmm. Some that's dogma. There's some dogma that was injected to you almost, you know, um, unwillingly which is a great uh, curse upon the world that so many people do what other right. people or social media platforms or whatnot tell them, right? It's a, it's nobody is, uh, nobody is safe from that. And uh, to just uh, like shield yourself from that by, by unsubscribing from everything and not following anybody and blah, blah, it doesn't work. It's all there. So the only way to, to, uh, counteract that is to strengthen yourself from the inside and that's right. of course we we have we have to install a filter that that knows how to sift through these things and find what is nutritious and keep out what's um what's not and you know keeping in mind as well that because of the nature of tradition it's not that these things that are uh these dogmas are not have not been are very useful and necessary at certain times, but they might not fit um, this time and age. So, yeah, this is this is fantastic. You know, this this is so wholesome. And the only frustrating thing is about like every two sentences, I just keep thinking of things that could be whole conversations between us, which I hope we will have one day. Um, oh, we so, can always we can always talk more. I, yeah, I, yeah, know, yeah. I want that. I'm happy that you say that because. I, of course, want to bring up some interesting stuff. We can always go deep. This yeah. is a deep dive, baby. Wherever yes. you want to go. But uh, <laughs> maybe for me, a, a quick finishing touch on this. So, oh, of course. So that's the village. And I also wanted to say that, So that's, but that's just one estate. What's up with the village? 
And then, first of all, the village just sounded nicer. And then um, I, I, of course, want, want many. Uh, the core thought is that I want to be with people, you know, that's also hasn't always um, been easy to find the like minds, you know, it seems like we're getting a bit closer here. But um, so that's why it's called the village, because let's make many components of this where people have their houses, their fields, their caves, their ships, I don't care. But let's, you know, because at the end of the day, we, we need the shop is the interesting thing. And that's actually what I think is great about money and commerce, because it's such a legit way of bringing people together. It's like, I like what you have. Can I have that? Yes. Give me something so I can get what I want to have from somewhere else. Let's trade, right? That's trade. That's, that's part of nature also. So um, that's why I'm cool with the, with the shop in this. And, and that's the outline, man. That's, that's the village. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I absolutely love it. And I know I, I wanted to speak to you about that part because I know that in your conversation with Louis on the podcast that exposes the world to this concept, um, you you were kind of being apologetic, not in the sense that you were uh, really uh, saying sorry about it, but you had this mini conflict about, you know, calling it the village. Why is it a village? It sounds more like an estate, like I think, but I, it was important for me to um, to point out that, you know, there's absolutely nothing hindering from you from sharing that house, that field, any of these things with other people. So in fact, it might be That's the whole point, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah, would so I do I, anything? Right. I want so, to do it for the others. <laughs> We're talking here for whom? For others, yeah, right? exactly. Like, so, so I think, I think a village is, is a, is a perfectly good um, analogy and you know even a shop could be the show the the shop of a, of a co-op working together so it's co-creation it's it's all that it's definitely not an individualistic um, endeavor um, any of that and yeah like I said there, there are so many ways for me to take it but I just want to make it maybe more explicit and drive the point home that I really like the uh, what is at the base of it the the search for uh, uh, the search for a good life, which is you know is simple, but um, all these things that you have come up with, I like the fact that um, they are as, as simple as they can be and abstract and can be changed in in each configuration as we imagine it. But it's it's very um, compact. The, you didn't you didn't add up a lot of things that. Uh, you know, in the end, for each and every one, there are going to be things which they think about that are not in this framework, but go deeper for them, which is really what to plant in the field, what exactly I'm playing with in the garden, and so on. And I just really liked it because we know some uh, some techniques and some frameworks that divide up the soul into faculties, so to speak. In the case of, let's say, uh, what appears in Plato's Republic, where the tripartite soul is made of um, of reason, emotion, and desire, we know we know that framework. We know the framework of internal family systems, where different parts of us are different people. Um, but I couldn't think before I came up on your thing. Um, so take it as the best compliment that I'm putting you in the same line as, as Plato and and I see it came, coming. I'm like, Whoa. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and whoever came up with IFS, sorry, person, but I don't know your name. 
but uh, to come up with this more uh, geographical uh, metaphor for for spaces where we actually taking this soul and employing it on different on different things and how we relate that to doing well and also the inherent understanding that there needs to be cyclicality because I think for me this suggests uh, sustainability right basically um, living well for me is enjoying mental health on on the biggest kind of pattern that spans our as much of our life as 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 we can because if you want to say i'm going to have a good life then you need to have a pattern to judge by that you can feel in yourself that has in fact pervaded as much of your life as as you could and that to me is mental health and i think it uh health in the soul just like it is in the body is not it's not a static thing you know our body constantly constantly um ramps up production of insulin after a meal and then takes it down it ramps up the production of some hormones then takes it down and so on and health is not about a static thing it's not about the moment where you feel most powerful because um your muscles are ready ready uh, to perform some physical task, right? If you were in that position all the time, well, that would be unhealthy after a while. So there needs to be seasonality, cyclicality. And I really like how you take that from the natural uh, way things uh, work. And another idea that I, that I think you, you appreciate is something that I learned from my ancient Greek teacher and that comes up in Plato's Republic, which is really interesting to me. And that is the Um, the origin of the word paradigm. So paradigm comes from uh, Greek paradigma and paradigma is the para part. Para we know is something uh, to the side and uh, degma itself is a an example. And where does that show? In the shop of a potter, uh, there would there would be examples of things that people can come and purchase. And these are the, the final products, the polished products, the, the ornamented uh, pots and, and so on. But each uh, potter would have in their uh, workshop, they would have paradigma, para, paradigmata in Greek, um, the plural. And these are the pots that are not ornamented. They are just as abstract as you can make them without keeping them in your head. So I really like the whole idea of the village is very much a, a paradigm because it's, it's, it's minimalist in nature. You've uh, picked as, as few things as you could, I think that, that makes sense. Um, you've painted them in very um, mellow colors and not too much color. And then it's totally customizable as it's presented to, uh, you know, so-called clients, which are the listeners of this podcast and of the series you wrote, people who hear about it, that they can then um, really bring it to life in their own style with, with the kind of art that they know to, um, to dress it in, right? Whether it's, they're going to choose the colors and, and so on, a lot of the details. And, I just 
it was important for you to, to make that connection between what you've been uh, doing here now, doing this podcast, you know, just to reinforce that and say, right now you are at the, the storefront uh, speaking with customers and presenting this model that you basically are happy to uh, to let people take into their homes and, and make their own as they really um, dress it up in, in, in more color and detail. And it was just a, a nice thought that uh, came to me that I thought you'd appreciate. <laughs> I do appreciate it. It's very, um, also very wholesome. It's, uh, I, it makes me smile big time. And it's, you know, um, as you might know, I'm not much into the isms, but um, I like, I've always for years now liked to be uh, universal in my work, universal and timeless. So, for example, when when we, I had a band and we um, uh, we wrote uh, we wrote lyrics, I was like, there must not be any like items in the lyrics or something that could be could tie us to the time, right? Mm -hmm. All the words, you know, we're not talking about smartphones or something. You know, yeah, not that many metal lyrics are about smartphones, but um, uh, I like abstract. Uh, I like uh, to look at things from a bit of a distance for better and for worse, but I'm, that's what I'm trying to bring in. And you described it very beautifully. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. And that's, that just mirrored that back to me that, that that's, uh, that's what I'm, trying to do not in the least because i'm a very changey guy you know i if i want to stick to a paradigm it better be leaving me very much space to do stupid different things you know and i've tried this so much because i've tried so much in my life to have routine or have recurring behavioral patterns and it's never really worked because most people who teach routines and such tend to be a bit too in the detail for my taste. And for some people, that's great. And in a way, I admire them who can just say, well, this guy on the internet said I should do 20 push-ups and uh, 40 right. squats, so I'll just do that. Right. Uh, I cannot do that. I can't do, I'm a fucking... <laughs> and so far i'm a revolution like little revolutionary punk guy you know yeah i you know fuck you i won't do what you tell me i just and and th this applies to myself unfortunately so if i try to tell me something um tell myself something yeah you, sh you should do that i've also banned should from my vocabulary um long a long time ago um before i i saw that on the internet that type of discourse i i won't do it i just won't do it and and this for me is like exactly like you described it it's like you know this is the village but make up your own and this applies to me as well it's like i haven't looked at this much but ever since i came up with it i i lived a bit better you know and um like you said the colors are mellow the thing is uh very much close to the ground very universal not very much in detail it's just like broad strokes and fill in the rest and that applies to everybody who wants to mess with this 
and also myself. So I guess that's why I'm trying to keep things universal in my stories and my writing, because I, I, I love it when people can relate to it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, if the, if to uh, extend the um, the paradigm and and the Degma metaphor, you know, working working at Twitch, something like that is very much we have an innate, um, you know, as young people, as children, even we have an, an innate tendency to just copy what we see. Right. And in that sense, you were you were um, keen to. Uh, rise to the top of society and and you know if you understood what people are looking up to and are admiring and that it's only natural that you would try to rise to the top of that and adopt that and be uh, uh, and be considered a good member of society through that so in a sense you've been shown a lot of these finally a, a lot of the parts that are already considered very beautiful the the best that that were made and um in that sense you you did what you had until you were kind of handed one of these amazingly fine pots and they are they are they are um very very finely uh, ornamented and all that they are but they are valuable but they are valuable and they are a work of art it is you you've exerted your soul to to do that and get to that point and it's all true but it wasn't it wasn't uh one example based on a paradigm that you came up with and you know every paradigm has its origin really in what is um I, up one level even, which is creativity and the human mind and what it can come up with, right? Because it shows up as an apparition in the mind. Wow, I can imagine this kind of part. And then you set out to, to have a, a paradigm and then you paint it with and you, and you ornament it. And I think this is, um, this is a universal calling, or I don't know if it's universal. I'd like to think that it's, it's universal, but certainly, some people definitely cannot shut out this voice that tells them, you know, do the thing that popped in your head and also check the capabilities of what you're able to imagine. And don't just trust the imagination of other people that have handed out um, complete uh, works that are already have been, have been created by uh, someone else. And I think it's a really beautiful process because if if anything in those two years or three years that you have been on this journey it shows that in fact what has happened is that you know all this playing around in your mind in your imagination has given uh has given um enough place for a paradigm to show up and then for your own self the fact that you live in a space that is actually implementing this paradigm and you're matching it onto your flat. Of course, it's not a village, it's a flat. But the fact that you have designated for yourself a well, a field, a shop, a garden, that shows that you're implementing it and also are not stuck in the, in the stage of just being theoretical, which is super, super important for living well, right? Because that's one step further than thinking well, which is a prerequisite, yeah, but it's not the end product. 
Yeah. So I would, I, I would even the that last bit is really important. You know that that you know living comes first. That's what I always realize now. You know, you you can't like I used to um, listen uh, to and read a lot of Tim Ferriss, who's like yeah uh, has this hacker uh, right rep- reputation. And, yeah, and Tim Ferriss is a great dude. I, I really appreciate him for for a lot of the things he's done, and definitely made my life a lot better. Great podcaster, interviewer, fantastic, um, and also uh, very um, kind of like is one of those types that presents this. Oh, I'll just do this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and well, mm-hmm. and, but, but to be fair, he he probably tried it out and it worked for him. So, but it's hard for young people or who are just trying to change their life, people, to make that differentiation. And so you pick up a foreign routine or something, mm-hmm. and and you're like, wow, you know, I'm so bad at this because I, I do this for three days. And then I just stop and I drop it all. And well, I'm just bad at following routines, right? And that's obviously, well, not so obviously, unfortunately, not the case. So I want to make a quick case for this, that this village came inside out. That's what uh, Louis and I always say. That's what you just described. We call that inside out versus outside in. And so inside out are the things that emerge naturally where you like just kind of tense up this area in which things can happen. And then you just wait and you just let things happen and they start to emerge. You drop the seed and you see what grows, but you cannot tell a seed um, what it should grow if you don't know the seed. And most of us don't know ourselves. And so we can't say, Hey, just do this as your morning routine or, do this to get your work done or structure your stuff like this. No, um, you have to live first and then identify and name second. So one of my, my uh, pledges to myself for this year was also something that I called, haha, wait for it, no naming convention. And that's what I called it. Um, but I have this tendency to be like, Oh, let's structure everything uh, ahead of time. And then we'll, you know, should, you know, how should we name this podcast episode or what's that? Uh, I like that, but it doesn't work. And we want to do what works. So what we, what we need to do, what I need to do is live first and then in retrospect, order it, name it, sort it. And so um, when it comes to the village, uh, most of it was, already living through me i realized that i had different types of work garden work and field work and that i had been focusing on the garden and that the field was calling me i realized that i had the man who needs certain things i know myself in that way quite well i realized how to interact with my house to build build up things so and then from that and then i had a sense that i need to have a community and that would be something like a village and so and that's where that whole thing came from 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, it's it's very clear that your attempt it is at um, universalizing rather than rather yeah, rather sure. than um, didactically didactically passing on the uh, the, the uh, your the truth of of how it's really on the ground for you because um, and I agree. Like Tim Ferriss, first of all, I I appreciate very much as a podcaster. How could I not? Um, but there's definitely a tendency in his early work to give all these life hacks, which is uh, really unbearable to me on some level, because like you say, if, if I, if I, you know, we've been talking for about an hour now and you are kind of peppering this conversation with things you like doing, uh, thinking about, um, things with friends, playing music, all that. And, you know, at, not at any point have you said, uh, well, if you want to uh, be in the garden, well, you, you need instruments or whatever, and it needs to be uh, heavy metal music or anything like that. These are kind of the idiosyncratic things that you want people to find for themselves. And I think that Tim Ferriss is recognizing it with years, and I do appreciate all of his yeah. experimentation. But if anybody's listening, yes, you should... Uh, definitely take a listen from a lesson from Tim Ferriss about how important experimentation is. Uh, less so much about what happened to work for Tim Ferriss, right? Because um, your name might be uh, Fim Terrace or something like that. So <laughs> that is that is such a, a good point, and it also very much sits well with those uh, different layers that we that we charted out of the of the example of the paradigm and of what is in the imagination and it's definitely um showing me how important it is to create that space of you know apparently it's somewhere around two years for us could could it be universalized no but for us the the two years plus that we've been um, brewing these ideas until something comes out. So now this is something interesting, like an interesting uh, direction to take this conversation is, and it relates to the money man too. What could we do to, to encourage people and, and empower them and allow them in terms of circumstances to actually take the time to have things brew in their imagination until it uh, becomes first a paradigm and then finally an example for them. So that's a bit of a difficult question. Let me try to universalize it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, you know, what I did, and I think in a way what you did is, Work, 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 uh, have money saved, take time, right? Is that about right? Yep. Yeah. Um, same for me. So uh, <clears throat> for young people, I think um, maybe like two, three options. Like one is, you know, Work at your maximum capacity. I think it's one hang of the on, Hang on, Simon. No, wait. I, I, I have to retract what I said. First of all, right after my army service, I went into a forest to an off-the-grid homestead. 
So I, I went and did that even before I made any sort of money working. I went and explored the possibility of living in this exactly type of village, chop wood, wow. carry water type of way. So just solar panels and that's it, not, not into the network. So uh, just with that in mind, because it seems to be an important biographical detail, um, but yeah. it's interesting that I then moved on to the whole rhetoric thing only to be um, almost unwillingly kind of washed out from it because of COVID, but embracing it, reconnecting everything, synthesizing and continuing on a healthier path. So with that in mind, sorry, go on. No, let me ask you, what made you go from off the grid homestead to working? Yeah, great question. So I think, so in the first place, what made me go homesteading in the first place, I think it was, I had a, a very, um, I was very much um, inspired by uh, Herman Hesse books, you know, coming of age books. Yeah, Siddhartha. And, These uh, books. Oh, yeah, yeah. So oh my God, they might mess with you. Yes. Um, and uh, Narcissus and Goldmund is another That's one. The banger. For me, it it's is. an absolute banger. <laughs> I read I it, it and I lost my mind. I, I didn't know up and down. Well, I yeah. knew up and down much better, actually. Uh, that's right. That's right. So, you know, this type of life, like the asceticism, I definitely was a, a big part of it. Got there, you know, lost probably 15 kilos, like ate very little and just worked in that and uh, did with the community and a little bit of food, but really not any sort of chasing of the pleasures. And, and I, I understand the, the motivation behind that and, and, the, and the taking a step back and into uh, mainstream society, I think was just uh, for a number of reasons, but ultimately because I did not beat it out of myself. I could, I, it's not just doing the asceticism by itself did not make these very powerful um, voices go away because they have been reverberating in my mind for all the years I've been alive. I, I grew up in a, in a mainstream place where work is very important. Um, you know, being of good standing socially is, is very important. You don't want to be destitute. You don't want to be um, all those things. And that basically pushed me into trying kind of, you know, um, eating the cake and, and living it whole, right? Wanting to succeed in both these things because I was too young to integrate it and really think of what success means to me. I had the idea of success as you know in your case being the twitch guy um but being having some identity of, of, of somebody who's in in good standing in society as we know it and i had my what i thought was originally my own idea of success of this counterculture figure of a siddhartha who goes in the woods of course a counterculture is a culture and in a sense, I was too young to really come up with my own idea. And I was following ideas of people who very much took the opposite idea of what is prevalent. And so I was really having this inner, um, this infighting between these two extremes. And I felt a strong urge, I guess, to fulfill both of them before I, I, I could settle on something that is neither of those and that actually fits my size 
Yeah. And, and, and I think there you have it mostly. And, uh, in my words, I would say, um, listen very well to the voice you hear by the well, you know, that's the first step, whatever you do, wherever you are, cultivate the practice to really listen to yourself because that can show you what's wrong with your current situation. And I think what you described and how I lived as well was um, calibratory behavior because I grew up not poor, not broke, but not free. And I mean, children just aren't free. So that's really nothing special. Right. Um, and I got the job that I wanted, but that was already related to my inner voice. I just wanted that. I didn't know that half a year or not even half a year into my engagement with Twitch, Amazon would come and swoop it up and get me like a crazy uh, stock package that would um, fucking 8x in value. You know, that's what happened to me. I was very lucky. But so as far as I, uh, you know, can thank something higher than me, I do that. And as far as I attribute it to me, I would say, well, I went to where I wanted, you know, I went to where my inner voice told me to go, which again is kind of the inner voice is kind of the higher voice. So, you know, what did I really do? I don't know. Um, but, uh, well, try to not, um, not do something stupid, I suppose. And then now the quiet time, is also but 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 so okay but then i made way more in terms of money that i ever like expected and i had no real use to it because i wasn't really taught you know i never went skiing or something in germany people go skiing all the time i would love to go skiing but nobody ever showed me you know and that's something i could have done with my money but i have this Maybe that's where my asceticism comes in. I, I have this kind of, I'm just happy at home, man. I'm just here. And I <laughs> just want to think about my stuff. And I, I just, all the time, I just want to do like the things that are here and, and important. Um, and there's definitely something uh, like I could definitely use a partner or something who, who shows me like more fun things. And it's like, Hey, stop working. Let's do something funny. I realized that I'm a bit of a, single-minded in that for well uni universalizing think, is not yeah going skiing there's no universalizing in that so obviously that's not no, his, that's uh, experience but that's valuable yeah. you know that's great it is so it is I really, yeah. I, and i really want to answer the question because i know i'm digressing a bit but what i'm really saying is um if you're young so two two cases you're young you're old how the question is how do we find the time to ruminate and find find this thing you know well i answered it with cultivate your inner voice which is that already what you want right from the ruminating that 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 making space for that inner 
how do you make space for that uh, when you're young like just go if you already have an inner voice try to do it try to try to follow it as much as you can if that's really hard and laden with obstacles work for somebody else as hard as you can make yourself very useful get paid in accordance if not go elsewhere you know um just move move and uh, save money that's also a very dumb frugal tip it's like <laughs> save 10 those are the old rules i read this book once the millionaire next door and it's about people who are fucking frugal and it's super boring and again pretty aesthetic <laughs> yeah but it's still good advice to save 10 like pay yourself like people don't do that they pay themselves in yeezys that's dumb sorry <laughs> like pay yourself in cash in a separate account that's good then at some point you have some sort of fu money that you can use to chill for a moment and then you can go back in or you maybe you can chill for a long moment so that's when you're young i think and that's calibration anyway if you're older and you're like I'm 50 and I've been just doing what other people told me all my life, which happens to many people. Um, I would say, well, do you have some money lying around? Can you take a break? And then, um, and if you're like in an important job and people are counting on you, that's the other thing because I tend to be a bit selfish maybe and I wouldn't advocate that because people counting on you in your job, your customers, that's important. If that's something you care about and not something you use as an excuse not to take time for yourself, if you actually care about it and you want to stay in your job or whatever, then I would say um, you could get a coach. Um, I'm starting uh, to coach some people at the moment and their problem is they want to make time for themselves and they just can't, they can't even make an hour um, in a week. And so that's like fitness. It's the same thing. You It's very hard if you're not used to that. Mm -hmm. So you can pay somebody some good hard cash, me for example, <laughs> and uh, and and they will help you. Like I, I'm noticing this now with uh, some of my clients, the the scheduling itself is part of the work to just get the hour with me or the two, because they they're like they cancel last moment because they they have something better to do, right. but really they want to work with me so they get to themselves. Isn't that strange? But but that's real. So so it's not about making two years. It's sometimes making an hour a week, or or making ten minutes a week, and then we are at morning routines again or something. So so there are many ways to make time. But that's a whole topic. It's like how do you create time, and that's a whole skill you have to. Um, and that's prioritizing. Uh, book recommendation is essentialism by Mar uh, Greg McCune. A bit boring, but pretty on point with like prioritizing mm -hmm. and stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so maybe does that make sense for the for the question? I mean, yeah, it does. It does. I mean, there there is. I don't think there is a, a there, there is a good answer. Usually, when I uh, when I get myself into these corners, because they are corners. I, there are no easy. There are no um, easy answers to that. And I think that's yeah. definitely fair. What you came up with, and I I always also. In my mind, I'm pushing the idea of education. So, you know, never mind society at large, but people listening to this podcast or you and I, you know, for me, it's important to keep in mind um, education and sometimes things that are, you know, the way we were raised, we can't take uh, time back. We can't go back in time and make that time as adolescents. But I want people to think of the fact that... Uh, 
a lot of the hours that we spend in adolescence, uh, as, as adolescents in school, turn out to be quite useless. And that um, thinking about empowering people while they're young, uh, while they're under their parents' wings still financially and in terms of shelter, uh, encourage people to really be there and empower them to come up with original thoughts about what life could be about. And, you know, these thoughts are going to change. They are going to change. I don't think that anybody at 16 figured it out, but the habit of trying to come up with something that's yours originally and and applying it and seeing the results is, is something big. And that's, that's an advice that I give myself as a parent now to always remember to allow my child to uh, get to that as early as possible rather than have some crazy wake up call. And he said, age 50, you know, for my dad, that was my, uh, my mother uh, suddenly um, dying. And that was, uh, it took that much of a hit for him that he was like, hey love, hey life, like you're not fair at all. That was not the game. And for him to, to change course um, abruptly. Um, yeah, I'd like us to um, to uh, wrap up things conceptually. So I, I want to ask you if there's something that's still on your mind in terms of, of the village and connecting it to living well. If something is uh, worth mentioning, then I'd love for you to go for it. Yeah, let's see. The last thing we talked about, um, I wanted to give a bit of a... Um, a little bit of a counter push against it also which is you know part of uh the good life is also wasting time so one of the uh wasting time and using time well and maybe this is a bit on procrastination because you know i'm a gamer historically and I'm a, uh, I'm also a procrastinator historically, and uh, or I was, and um, I'm working on a documentary now called Purpose of Gaming, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna start releasing some material there, and uh, I've been really thinking about my gaming time. And how that has affected me and that's those are some of my fondest memories you know with my buddies for example sebastian back in the day we played uh gta san andreas and half-life 2 and counter-strike and everything and um you know part of the just useless time like you kind of mentioned not not as a criticism it's mm -hmm. um i know what you mean and that's what i've been struggling with as an adolescent as a young adult it's like man you're out here like uh playing a whole bunch of video games but it's just like this this um this gearbox in in neutral it's like well you you do realize i was saying that about mostly about school right not about the gaming hours after <laughs> sure yeah that's that might be a fair point no so well let let's put let's put this point point on its own not, yeah. not in any um uh argumentative way not interested in that anyway um and so i just wanted to to mention that i think there's so much value in wasted time ironically mm -hmm. uh, there's this great bit by david lynch where he says 
please daydream, like don't stop daydreaming. Mm. That's where your creativity comes from. And I've also thought about procrastination as the space in which you know that you're not doing the right thing. And so you're maximizing your procrastination is basically, you know, you have to do something and maybe you're sitting on it or not. Either way, it's bothering you because you know you have to do it for something. And then you, you're like sitting on it, but you can't do it. You can't get yourself to do it. You can do anything but it. And it's like, oh, you know, if you don't understand what it is, it's like, why am I such an idiot? And for me, mm -hmm. it's become this, it's a sign that you're not doing the right thing. And I'm not saying that everything that I want to do for myself, um, I'm doing right away. I have a table right next to me here with a bunch of receipts that I need to, you know, that type of shit. But, <laughs> so I'm procrastinating that a bit, but, and maybe that's telling me that I need to hire somebody who does that for me or find another way or, you know, and so procrastinative time is almost like creative time and a lot of wasted time as a kid in games where I, in games, I daydream also like I can play rocket league, not with my eyes closed, but I can do, talk to people about everything while I do that. My hands and my eyes just do that. My mental capacity is available. And, uh, and also there's this gaming thing of um, heroism and the, the potential for greatness that most stories um, deliver and that games especially let you act out. And that's what purpose of gaming is about. So um, yeah, you know, I, I really, um, I re I, well, and I think about this sometimes my last three years, talked to a friend yesterday. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, take some time between jobs and I'm just going to do a yoga teacher um, training. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Uh, why? And he's like, yeah, just kind of as an activity. And I'm like, that's cool. And then I was like, I never did this. I had so much money, so much time. Why did I never like do that? And well, I can't really tell you, but I trust that that's okay. Right. right. Like, yeah. Like I don't, I, I don't tally up my time now that that was wasted. Looking back, I can't remember any time that I would truly consider as wasted as long as I'm standing here and alive and, and kicking. Um, the only mistakes I've made are when I've treated people not as well as I could have. Mm. But time is, um, yeah, time is worth using well and wisely. But part of using time wisely is wasting. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with it so much with everything you just said and you know i dare not uh, make it make any claim to add to the to the canon uh in in terms of in terms of now going back to the village and making a suggestion about what but please I will, do it's a free it's open source <laughs> no well i i will say i will say to people consider putting a hammock in your garden that you can just lie around in because in my in my um, in the in the journey that I've been going through it was definitely interesting for me to understand that some days where you just get up and you just don't have the energy for whatever reason to get and not touch your keyboard or anything that is touched into your into your your field not even the garden right not even the playful stuff sometimes you no. just don't want to do that no well you're in the hammock And being able to tell yourself, you know, wholeheartedly, even if I never find the energy again, 
which is not going to happen. Trust me, tomorrow is going to be a new day. But even if I did not find the energy to get up from this hammock again, and I would lie here wasting my time until the end of the life, whatever, you know, even that like extreme idea, nothing wrong with it. Well, if, if you, if, if that is really how you've been, if this is really how you're going to feel, okay. And then just be at peace with yourself. And trust me, you're going to get up tomorrow with something else on your mind, with some different attitude you picked up with a, a, a different level of energy. And you are going to play in the garden. You are going to play in the field, but do not be, um, you know, self-flagellating over over notions of uh, of laziness and stuff like that. And I agree with procrastination as well. You know, so procrastination for me, after examining it in myself for a long time, it just means that it's not time to do it yet. <laughs> That's it. That's true. <laughs> so, That's true. Um, and, and this is also maybe as a as a circle closer, um, what's up with the money man? Because when I when uh, I've been, you know, that's delegation, you know, I trust the money man now. And so he doesn't need to yell so much anymore. I'm like, mm -hmm. Hey man, I think, you know, your job. And I think when it's truly time, I'm not going to keep you from doing some money things with me. Right. So I, I'm also at your, how, what do we say? Like, not right. mercy, not peril. <laughs> well, uh, you're, you're listening. I'm, you're listening i'm listening and uh yeah and and so come out like don't yell please we're all civilized here mm -hmm. um you are capable you've proved it um we are safe um go ahead and follow your instincts of commerce and trust that it will um uh adequately serve the size of life that you have chosen Hey man, amen. Um, yeah, this has been so lovely and so timely for me. And uh, before we go, last but not least, I'd love for you to share with listeners uh, where your thoughts can be found and anything of the sort. So um, uh, please go ahead. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you as well. This was uh, very great, very cool. Um, and I appreciate your, your line of questioning and, and what you shared with me as well was uh, was very yeah i'm feeling good now of course <laughs> um my handle is now simon because the time is now so uh, at now simon pretty much everywhere um twitter for example instagram for example and substack for example so on now simon.substack.com you can find all the articles on the village I also put them in audio form um, and the audio thanks to Substack's cool features is also on Spotify now. So, um, and in the near future, I will do a lot of podcasting also. So um, uh, I will do the, the time is now, which is kind of my own project. And then I will also do spiritual mischief with my friend Louis. And you can find that at uh, spitmeef.substack.com. So that's S-P-I-T-M-I-E-F. So um, that's our, our project to uh, combine uh, spirituality and comedy and uh, a bit of mischief, of course. Um, 
and yeah then i'm also working on purpose of gaming and um you can find some interviews on my youtube channel uh just search purpose of gaming uh, but these are the three things that are that's why i'm a bit wavy with saying them um don't have my pitch really down that uh, yet <laughs> but that's what i'm working on uh bit by bit and i host some inter-intellect salons uh, you can just search for my name, Simon Oler, O-H-L-E-R. And uh, I've got one on size of life, which is the note we ended on at the end of April. I would love to, uh, I've been really enjoying hosting these salons. I would love to um, welcome you there, Eyal, and uh, also everybody who would like to join us. Talk about size of life, maybe the money man, because yeah. uh, that's what that's about. So, hey, thank you very much for having me. And um, I hope I can... Uh, and we'll share more articles and thoughts and audio things soon. Yeah, Simon, thank you so much again. And I can say that I genuinely look forward to to hearing, uh, uh, yeah, starting looking at these uh, all these projects of yours. And, you know, on my part, I'd like to say um, too many more. Please.